You're listening to the Wicked Case Podcast featuring Cool Kyle and the Rev Kev. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wicked Case Podcast. Happy 2023 to you all. My name is The Rev Kev, and as always, is my buddy, Cool Kyle. Yo! What's going on, bro? Enjoying, enjoying the new year the best that I can. Hey, well, you know, it's a new year, new you, right? I would like to think so. <laughs> Uh, as the time of this recording is happening, we finished watching the Winter Classic, spirited game between the Boston Bruins and your <clears throat> your Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Yeah. Okay. I'm fine. Just I did that, a little guess. No, I did it on purpose. Oh, okay. I was going your <clears throat> your Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, okay. I see, I see what you were saying. Yeah, and you should notice both of our phones are lighting up because the Patriots group chat is just just a <laughs> bunch of fucking chatty Cathy's is what they are. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So it was a small a small gathering. We had we were missing a few pets. No, I mean right now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying They're like lighting up our phone right now. Yeah. No, I know. But uh yeah, the the pats we can talk about the pats a little bit too. Uh, yeah, so as the time of this recording, it is uh, Monday the 2nd of January, so they beat the Dolphins, and with a win coming up, I guess technically it would be today when this show comes out, which would be on a Sunday, yeah. uh, if they beat Buffalo on the road, they will be in the playoffs. It's a very simple scenario. Winning, you're in. That's all it means. Yeah. You don't what, need, you, it's going to be tough. You don't need any other teams to win or lose. You just need to take care of business, TCB, and you're in the playoffs. You're probably going to get stuck playing the Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs in the first round, but... Played the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs. We played the Bengals pretty tough, so I don't see why not. I mean, the defense is solid enough, and if the offense can get its head out of its ass for you know one game, you never know. That is true. Yeah. I mean, we you know we'll have to see because it hasn't looked great for the Patriots all year long. No, it's it has been wishy washy. Well, there have been some unfortunate errors that have happened that have caused losses that probably shouldn't have happened, but we're in the spot that we are and. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully they'll they'll pull it together enough to win one more game. I'd like to think so. They need to. I mean, it's like like I said, it's going to be a tough feat against the Bills. I mean, they're a great team. You know. Absolutely. I, I don't know. <clears throat> Absolutely. So. So aside from that, um, we don't have too much to talk about this week, but I uh, figured in this interest and spirit of the Winter Classic being, you know, done today that we would maybe throw a quick little Winter Classic quiz at you. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, throw it. I mean, I, I may not be able to be good at it, well, but I'll give I'm, it a try. I'm going uh, <clears> to, <throat> I'll, I'll try to set you up with for, for failure, for, not for failure. For, <laughs> for failure. Sense. You're going to set me up for failure, you son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> first, okay. su- first success. All right. So uh, the initial Winter Classic, we're not talking about Heritage Classics that have happened before then, we're talking about the actual Winter Classic event. Uh, the first one was held in what year? Was it 2006, 2007, 2008, or 2009? When was the first Winter Classic, officially? I want to say 2008. That's correct. 
Ah, okay. It was played at Orchard Park, home of the Buffalo Bills, at Ralph Wilson Stadium, now called, I think it's Highmark Stadium now. Okay. Um, The Pittsburgh Penguins played the Buffalo Sabres in what probably could not have been a better situation or scenario for the NHL at that time. It, there were snow flurries. It was basically like these team, these players were playing in a snow globe. Oh, wow. So I'll have to go back and watch that at some point because I've never seen any of the Winter Classic games myself except for the Bruins ones. The, well, the, I've seen a few Bruins ones, but okay. I haven't seen those a ton of them either. So the, uh, the Penguins end up winning in a shootout two to one. Okay. So uh, 2009. Oh, my goodness gracious. 2009. <laughs> Was at Wrigley Field, um, where the Chicago Cubs play. Do you know the two teams that played in 2009? I will give you this. It's two of the original six. Uh, the Habs? No. Uh, Boston? No. What are the, what are the other original six? The Rangers? Nope. <laughs> I can't remember. It's Detroit and Chicago. The last two teams that I should have remembered. Outside of Toronto that you missed, too. Yeah. Uh, Detroit won 6-4. to four. Then you had the 2010 one. Um, and the Bruins won 2-1 to one in overtime against the Flyers. They uh, were the first team, home team, to win in the Winter Classic. Okay. 2011 was uh, Heinz Field, where the Pittsburgh Steelers play. That was between the rival Washington Capitals and Pittsburgh Penguins. Caps won three one. Twenty twelve was at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia, where the Flyers got another Winter Classic in as they played the Rangers, and the Rangers won three to two. Um. Then we had, oh my lord, um, in twenty fourteen, we had the Red Wings play the Maple Leafs at Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor. Hundred and five thousand people. Oh wow. And the Leafs won 3-2 in a shootout. Uh, you have uh, Caps and Blackhawks in 2015. Uh, Patriots, uh, Canadians in 20... Say Patriots, Canadians. Bruins, Canadians in 2016. Um, Blackhawks, Blues have played. Rangers and Sabres. It's pretty much the same like group of like players and teams. Okay. Um, obviously, they announced today that T-Boma Park, home of the Seattle Mariners, will host next year's Winter Classic. <coughs> Excuse me. Which will be between the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. That should be interesting to see. It should be a hoot and a half. So the Bruins have played in four winter classics. What do you think their record is? Uh, all right. So I think with, with today's win? With today's win included, yes. They've played in four winter classics. We're not counting the Lake Tahoe games because those were different. Uh... Is it four and one? Yes, it is. Okay. Three and one. Three and one, yes. They played four. Okay. How many... So the Blackhawks have also played in four Winter Classics. What's the Blackhawks record? Uh, one and three? Oh, and four. Oh, and four. Oh, okay. That's rough. Mm-hmm. The Penguins have played in three now. They're one and two. Um, The Blues... Rangers and Capitals have all played two games, and their record is one and one, two and zero. Oh. oh, two and zero. Oh. Okay. The Red Wings are one and one. The Sabers and the Flyers are zero and two. The Dallas Stars, Canadians, and Leafs are one and zero, oh. 
and the Wild and the Predators are 0 and 1. Okay. Um, I don't really have <laughs> anything else. I'm not really prepared. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, we can find things to talk about. Yeah, we could. Uh, I don't know what, but. I mean, you know, there's plenty of things. There is. There's, I mean, we could talk more sports. We could talk WWE. Um, Didn't really come with a plan today, did I? (laughs) Not really, no. It's okay. It's all right. I got Just talk. I'm going to, I'm going to adjust on the fly. Yeah. I'm going to adjust on the fly. Get your bearing straight. I'm going to get my bearing straight. Okay. And, um, okay. We're getting to that time of the year in wrestling. Where uh, Royal Rumble is just around the corner. Yes, that's true. It is. So, um, would you like to try to do a Royal Rumble quiz? Yeah, yeah, we'll give it a try. Okay. Why not? Okay. Um, can you name me the Royal Rumble winners? Uh, we'll, go, we'll go. Do you want to go from the beginning to the end or from the end to the very first one? We'll go from the beginning to the end. Okay. So, the first official Royal Rumble was in 1988, and the winner was, is it... Is it Hacksaw? It is Hacksaw, Jim. Ah, Nicely okay. done. Nicely done. Um, in 1989, which was the first official Royal Rumble pay-per-view, the winner of that was A, Hulk Hogan, B, Macho Man, C, Ted DiBiase, or D, Big John Studd. Uh, was it Macho Man? It was not. It was Big John Studd. Oh, okay. The next two Royal Rumbles were 1990 and 1991, and it was won by the same individual. Stone Cold? No. Not in the, 19, not, not, not in the early that's, 90s. That's, that's, that's the later. Okay. You're, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. I was getting there. a little ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, not Undertaker. I don't think he's... No, no. It's uh, one of the four names I just referenced. Hogan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you have to remember, prior to 1992 and three, the Royal Rumble was just for bragging rights, so it didn't matter. So Hulk Hogan went in in 90 as the champion, and, he, and then he won. And... Oh, okay. <clears throat> Fun fact, though. That was 1990's Royal Rumble, where it set the stage for the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan showdown of Intercontinental title versus WWF title. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. It's a good Royal Rumble. You should go back and watch. Very bizarre, too, because the 1990 Royal Rumble has, um, it's one of the only, like, one or two pay-per-views that Tony Schiavone calls for WWE, and it's weird. Oh. Because, obviously, Tony Schiavone is a WCW, now AEW guy, but yeah. if you said the name before AEW, if you said Tony Schiavone, you'd be like, WCW. No, he's he was WWE for a little cup of coffee. Oh, okay. So, huh. <clears throat> I think he did, he did a SummerSlam. I think he did SummerSlam 89, and then I think he did Royal Rumble 90, or he might have done Royal Rumble and SummerSlam 90. I don't remember. Yeah. Speaking of old school uh, people, RIP to Don West. Yes, Don West, who um, was the former color commentator of uh, TNA. Yep. I remember watching TNA in middle school when it was a weekly Wednesday pay-per-view that you could get. Yeah. And um, basically, it was mis- it was just a bunch of cast-offs and people looking for work and young talent that was independent 
after the um, the WWE went and bought WCW and ECW in the early 2000s. Yeah. So. And I mean, if you look at it, that's kind of how any wrestling company has grown these days. I mean, that's how AEW grew. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Think about all the people that started. I mean, granted, some were, were indie wrestlers or had been in other promotions. But for the most part, like Jericho, Cody, um, you know, there's a couple other names I'm sure I'm missing. But from what? For independence? For, for AEW. Oh, that yeah. that used to be WWE that were rejected by WWE or cast aside. Cesaro. So, well, yeah, those are more recent. Daniel yeah. Bryan. Jack Bryan. Swagger. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts, um, yeah. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Swerve. Yeah. Uh, Page. Yeah. <laughs> Adam yeah. Cole. Adam Cole, yeah. Uh, Bobby Fish. Where is Adam Cole anyway? He's injured still. <sighs> Chugs, what are you doing? Why are you injured, man? It's a it's it's a it's a it's a, eh, it's a significant enough injury where they're not sure if he's ever going to be able to wrestle again. So ah, uh, that's too bad. <clears throat> but as long as he can make us laugh on the party, he he's a very funny guy. I don't want no chugs. <laughs> yeah. So the famous uh, 1992 Royal Rumble, which uh, produced the uh, champion at the end of the match, was won by Hogan, Savage, Flair. Or Sid Justice. Was it Flair? It's Flair. Okay. Yes. 1993 was the first Royal Rumble that led to a title shot for the winner. And that was won by... Do you know? Or do you need choices? I'm probably going to need choices. I got to hear them in my head. Bret Hart, Yokozuna, Vader, or The Undertaker. Yokozuna? It is Yokozuna. Okay. And he went and challenged Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9 at Caesars Palace and ended up beating Bret Hart when Mr. Fuji threw salt in Bret Hart's eyes when Bret Hart had the sharpshooter on. And then Hogan being Hogan was like, well, I'm going to challenge him, brother. And he challenged him and no sold stuff because that's what Hogan does because he has to get his way. <laughs> and uh, we've talked about Hogan today. Yeah, yeah. We talked about 95 WCW Hogan and his shenanigans. Yeah. And he... um. He ended up winning the title in like think twenty seconds, and it was the first time in WrestleMania history that a title changed hands twice. And however, WrestleMania nine is with WrestleMania eleven as regarded as one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. Oh, okay. But again, that period from ninety three to ninety five or so was pretty brutal. I mean, ninety fours was good because of a couple of the, the matches they had at WrestleMania that year, but that three year period was kind of ugh. Yeah, it, you the, the new generation era was not not great. Yeah, it was the new generation was basically held together by Diesel, Razor Ramon, um, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Owen Hart, and then there was a couple of other cogs in there, but those were like the main four or five guys. For oh, and of course, the Undertaker too. Those were the main yeah. guys that were like you know keeping then, it together, right? And then the rest of them were kind of like jobbers or. Well, you know. yeah, jobbers or like you know, just like mid card talent. Okay. If you if is you, that kind of how it now is in, in the WWE? If you think about it, like you got like four or five people that are like always in the main event scene, like you know Roman and the Bloodline. Um, yeah, Drew I mean, McIntyre. I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. It could be. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, it could be. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> there are certain ones like that that you know they just keep pushing. They keep pushing the the main four or five. 
I'll, so. I'll, I'll do the rest because I know what we're doing. In- oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You, you're, you're a little bit better at this stuff than I am. I'll so. start. I'll, I, I've already seen the answers, but I already know all the answers, but I want to do this just to retest my brain. Okay. So I'll go back to the top. So you got uh, Duggan with the first one. You got Big John Stud, Hogan twice. Then you got Flair. Then you got Yoko. 94 was a dual winner because it was Bret Hart and um, Luke's, uh, Lex Luger. Why they didn't just restart the match and let them re... I don't know. Huh. I'll never understand that. Um, <clears throat> 95 and, and 96 was Shawn Michaels. Um, 97 and 98 was Austin. 99 was Vince McMahon. 2000 was The Rock. 2001 was Austin. 2002 was Triple H. 2003 was Brock Lesnar. 2004 was Chris Benoit. Can I say that? You could say it. Okay. It's history. Okay. 2005 was Batista. 2006. And what's what's significant about 2005s? That's the Royal Rumble where Vince McMahon blew out both of his quads. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one we were talking about with uh, EC420. EC420. That's the one. Okay. Uh, 2006 is... Oh, shit. I always get tripped up in this like little realm here, and I f- I know what the answer is too. I just gotta remember. Hold on. Oh man, Hold on. It- oh shit, that's is that Ray? That's Ray. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's a- they did the whole Eddie Guerrero thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, 2007's Undertaker. Mm-hmm. 2008 is Cena. 2009 is Randy Orton. Yeah. 2010 is Edge. Yep. 2011 is Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. We almost thought it was going to be Santino. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2012. Oh, poop. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's Seamus? That is. Okay, it's Seamus. 13. Oh, my God. This is, ugh. You know what's crazy? And and Colin, who's obviously listened to the show a lot, thanks for listening, Colin. He always mentions like when I do sports stuff, he's like, I don't understand. He goes, you'll nail like all of like the eighties and nineties and early two thousands, and then you get to the stuff that was like five years ago, and you just draw a blank. And I said, I, I don't know. Yeah, because it, it wasn't as significant <laughs> as your eighties and nineties because it's something that you in, really enjoyed, and that's all you had to focus on. <coughs> Whereas you know, in the past five years, you've had jobs, you've had kids, you've had marriages. You know, ma- yeah. a marriage, not marriages, plural. Megan, he's still looking for you. <laughs> trying. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. So we're at what, 2013 right now? 2013, yeah. So Seamus had just won. Yep. Oh, shit. 2013's Cena. Yep. 2014's Batista. Yep. 2015's Roman. Yep. Okay, I got through that little wave here. That was rough. Yeah. Um,. 2016. Oh crap! One after Roman. Oh. Um. Can I have a year? What? Can I have the year? 2016. Well, like not the uh, not the year. It's 2016. I meant um. Where are we? How far are we out for before we have the women's matches? A couple. Okay. Shit. Two. <laughs> two, technically. Okay. So I got to think of the two winners after. 2016. Oh, 
Is that Batista again? No. No. He's he's down the road a little bit. Because I know he won another one and people were like, maybe that was his second one that he won. Maybe he hasn't won three. He's only won two. Okay. This is somebody who has, I believe, one, <coughs> somebody that you mentioned before. They have won one before. Orton? Nope. Balls. Trips? Yep. Okay, that's the year. Okay, that's the Roman Reigns year where he defended the title. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Got it. Uh, see, I told you I get tripped up on the twenty sixth, the twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Oh. All right. So next year is the first year of the women. Twenty eighteen. Right? So the next year, yeah. So who is the first? So the first, the one prior to twenty twenty eighteen. So twenty seventeen is just the men. Just men again. Yeah. Okay. So who won after Trips won? So I already have Cena's two. Is it Orton? That's correct. It is Orton. Okay. Now we're to the men's and women's. Okay. So 2018 is Asuka and Shinsuke. Yeah. 2019 is that Seth and Becky. Yeah. Uh, 2020 is Charlotte and Drew. Yeah. 2021 is Edge. Yeah. Oh, won the Women's Rumble in 2021. Oh, no. Ronda? No. No. That was last year. Mm-hmm. Who won in 2021 for the women? Shh. I feel like it's been a different winner each time. I'll give you a hint. It's somebody current. <sighs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, I'm trying to think of who it could be. Who the hell could it be from 20? See, I told you, I, this is fucking two years ago, if that. Yeah. Give it your best shot. It's Well, I know it's the, the Thunderdome Rumble. Yeah, but I mean, I really want you to give it your best shot. You're giving me a clue and my brain's not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> um, spell, spell out the word. Oh, Bianca Belair. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, You're welcome. I, I knew it was there. <laughs> I don't need your patronage. Uh, you did pretty good, you know, I will say. And then so. last year was um, Ronda and Brock. That's correct. Okay. So the only one you got stumped on was Bianca. Bianca and the uh, Triple H one for a bit. Yeah, but you pretty much got that one. It just took you a minute. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then this year, I mean, if we're making crazy predictions right now, I'll do it. All right, yeah, let's... Uh, if he returns... It's going to be Cody Rhodes for yeah. the men. For the women, who needs a push? Who needs maybe, I guess it depends on who the champion is. Because yeah. now things are all topsy-turvy. Yeah. Because Charlotte's now the SmackDown champion, and Bianca's still the Raw Women's champion. So it could be a newcomer. Yeah. Uh, I'll say right now, um, on the show... Obviously, it's a couple weeks out. If Cody, like I said, if Cody Rhodes comes back, I'm going to pick Cody for the men's. Yeah. And for the women's, let's go with... Uh, I'm I'm torn between Bailey and Rhea. Okay. Because, but I think Rhea's kind of been pushed back a little bit, but I could definitely see, and well... Yeah, it's tough because the the women's division is so wishy washy right now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll I'll go with Bailey. I'll say Cody and Bailey are gonna win this year, but I I don't know. 
Okay. A lot can happen, obviously, in the next couple of weeks before the pay-per-view, so. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the same thing for me. Like, I, I, I want to say Cody, so, but I I feel like I got to be different and throw it out there and be, be, you know, unique. So, I'm going Rick Boogs. No, no, I'm not going Rick Boogs. I think he'll return at the Rumble. He'll probably return at the Rumble. Uh, I don't and think no, he's winning. Wait, if he returns at the Rumble... He has to be one of the first two entrants. He yeah. just has to come out as like number one and then just be like, who's ready to rock? Oh my God. Oh, yeah. And the crowd would be like, oh, fuck, I forgot all about Rick Boogs. <laughs> the problem that I have. Oh, ooh, there's somebody else who I think might come back for the Royal Rumble if he's healthy and he could potentially win it. Big E. Okay. Could be I there's a I know I heard that he his health was kind of up in the air, but there is a possibility I've heard that his neck is feeling a lot better, and you know, we'll see, we'll see, maybe, maybe not. But if if, if I could throw anybody out there other than Cody, I would say Biggie. That would be. What about Randy? Randy. Uh, we'll have to see. I know that Randy just ha- recently had surgery not too long Fusion ago. Back surgery, yeah. Yeah. But again, that kind of feeds into the. Well, I, I, I like Randy Orton's great, but we got to push new stars. Yeah, what or about, at least younger stars. What about an Austin Theory winning the Rumble? I don't know how high Triple H is on Austin Theory. I mean, he just lost the title. He hasn't really been doing much. I mean, he's been... Wait, he lost the title? I, I think so. I thought he lost the title at some point. Yeah, he lost it. Then didn't he get it back? Isn't he still you, the uh, the Intercontinental Champion? No, United States Champion. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. I, was, <laughs> I haven't really been paying attention. I mean, I kind of have, but... Look at us just talking wrestling and we just don't even know what's happening. <laughs> no, he's the current champ still. Oh, okay. I thought he lost it at one point. He did, but then I think he got it back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know when you're talking about too. He recently because he lost to Seth, and then Seth had that match with him, Bobby, and um, Theory at the pay per view. Yeah, and they had a triple threat match, and Theory won, and we were both like, "The fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do you think that's something they're going to try to pull? Is having a like somebody like Theory? Having the Intercontinental title and then going for... Well, he did the U.S. title because the Intercontinental is Gunther. Oh, okay. I got it mixed up, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do that. You never know. But he could also lose the title between now and, and Rumble, so... That's true. I'm sure if they were like, listen, we're going to take the title off you, but you're going to win the Royal Rumble and then eventually go on to WrestleMania and main event. You know. And another person you have to throw in is The Rock. I mean, do you really think they would do that, though? I mean, Yes, yes, actually, I do think they would do that. I think WWE is very predictable, and it's very obvious that they would do that. 100%. Oh, who's The Rock going to challenge? If, he's gonna, if Roman Reigns still has two title belts, it's basically whoever wins is going to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I have heard rumors, though, that um, I don't know how official they are, but Roman Reigns is supposed to drop one of the title belts at some point. Okay. Maybe he does that at Royal Rumble to somebody, and then that way, like maybe there's a match stipulation where, let's say it's a triple threat, like a triple threat ladder match, and whoever collects a belt gets that belt, and the other belt goes to Roman. 
That's yeah. the only way you can do it to protect him. Or maybe just Roman puts one belt on the line instead of both, and then he doesn't get pinned. The other person takes the fall, and then somebody wins a title, brings it back to Raw, so then the rum- the Rumble winner can pick either Roman or the other person. Because basically, whoever wins the Royal Rumble is probably taking on yeah. Roman Reigns, but then... If they're still talking about The Rock wanting to fight Roman Reigns, where does that all fall into? Yeah. There's also... Uh, I have a theory that I kind of want to throw out there. An Austin theory? An Austin theory. Okay. I want to see... I know that they're trying to split these titles up from Roman. Mm-hmm. And that's a conundrum that you have because you have two titles on one person. So how about this instead? And I know the reason why they did it. They wanted Roman to be able to go back and forth between Raw and SmackDown... Because he's a high-drawing attraction. Now, if you're going to do that, why not do something like this? You have one belt that's the highest belt. It's like the the WWE Universal title. It is multi-brand that goes between the two brands. And then you have a WWE Raw and a WWE SmackDown champion that are like your brand belts. You know, So that way you have one guy. So if you want to have that... You can have somebody at the top like Roman who's holding a universal, which means he is the guy above everybody else. And then it's like almost like second place. You got a Raw and a SmackDown title mm-hmm. that, you know, your higher up individuals like your Drew McIntyre's and your sets and all those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not a bad idea. I don't hate it. I, yeah. I just don't see them doing that just based on the fact of. They're already getting rid of other belts because allegedly there's too many belts. I mean, yeah. if you look at the Attitude Era, there was the WWF Championship. I talked to you about this before. There was a group of four or five people that went after that specific belt. Then there was the Intercontinental, and there was a group of people that went after that. And there was the European Championship. So, like, the top level was your Austins and your Rocks and your Triple H's and Undertaker's Mankind's. Then your next row was your Intercontinentals, which at the time was your Jericho's, your Benoit's, your Guerrero's. Just guys who were there, but just not quite at the upper echelon yet. But they were being groomed to be the next core group of people to go up to that next level. Yeah. Then you had your European champions who were like your your mid-card, like your lower mid-card. Your Val Venuses, um, your, um, your Godfathers, your D'Lo Browns, Al Snows, just... Kind of just, you know, people there. Then you had your hardcore title, which was kind of for your lower guys that were good workers. And then you had the women's title that was there, then the tag titles. And you get to the point where you get like eight or ten championships. And it's you're like, wait, who's who's what now? And I, yeah. I don't hate the idea. Like I said, I just don't see them doing that. I think they're just they're good with just the two titles. They need to split the titles up. And let one champion be on one and one champion be on the other. You know, and, and like I said, I, I, it's not that I hate that idea either. But it, like I said, if you structure it like this, it's not going to be that big of a difference. You know, and like I said, it also will put more emphasis on that universal title, that one at the top. And your Raw and SmackDowns will still be big titles. They'll be like, hey, I'm the champion of Raw. Hey, I'm the champion of SmackDown. Hey, I'm the, main I'm the tag team champions. Yeah, I'm the tag team champions. <laughs> I I mean, I, I understand like what you're saying, but I think they with they have such an, a large uh, a large roster that they can afford to do that without killing the titles. You know, that I mean, that's just my opinion on it. But there there has to be some change in that because get, like they did this with Roman it's hard to get the title off him now without finding some reason or th- something yeah. to get the title off of him 
Well, so. <clears throat> here's another way you get the title off of him, which would not really damage him, which would be maybe, let's say, for instance, let's say, for instance, Kevin Owens decides to be a thorn on their side like he's being right now. Let's say Sammy goes, you know what? I got this. I got you. I will fight on behalf of you because you've already beaten Kevin Owens. You can put a title on the line, and I guarantee that I'll beat Roman Reigns. I mean, that I'll beat Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens beats Sami Zayn on behalf of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns loses the title because of Sami Zayn. Now, that's if they want to start breaking down the story, which it's at its peak right now. So I don't know if you would do that. Yeah. But if you were looking for a way to try to swerve to a new direction with the bloodline and the Sami Zayn thing, that would be a direction you could go. So Roman doesn't look weak because Roman wasn't in the match. He had faith in Sami. Sami messed up because him and KO have been fighting forever. KO gets the title, brings it back to Raw. Roman still has a SmackDown title because now that SmackDown has the Fox uh, the Fox money behind them, that's the A show now. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Roman can go and fight The Rock and Kevin Owens can go, oop, Kevin Owens can go fight Miz or whom, whomever he has to take on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand where, like, I mean, if that's the way they're going with the storyline, I can understand. Who the hell knows? I don't even know. Yeah, but I'm thinking in theory of like what how their structure should be for their titles now, you know? Yeah. That's kind of where my mentality is at. I can see your scenario. It's plausible. It, it definitely is. So I guess, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how everything gets thrown together. You know, WWE, they're always throwing storylines together at the last second. And with Triple H, he, he's thrown a very interesting curveball multiple times at us by hiring new wrestlers different storylines um allowing other wrestlers to shine so it would be interesting to see what he wants to do with these titles and what where he wants to take the direction of the shows yeah i don't know yeah I, i don't know yeah so we'll see i mean obviously you know this is my favorite time of the year because we're, you know, on the, the road to the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. So. It, I'm pretty excited about it because I think this will be, this will be Triple H's first Rumble mm-hmm. as director. Here's, here's what I want to see. This is the only thing that I ask of. I want to go into the Royal Rumble like I have the last couple of years with like, there could be five or six people that are going to win it. It's not like I'm going into there saying... Well, if you look at the rest of the participants, it's clear that Cena's going to win, or it's clear that, you know, Roman's going to win. Like, I don't want to go into the Rumble knowing that somebody is obviously going to win. I also have another theory. You're just full of theories today. I'm full of Austin theories today. (coughs) The other theory, in order to... Well, I mean, probably won't break up the titles, but there is some dissension between Sammy and Roman right now, right? What happens... Is there? It, they've been kind of like having these little things they've been showing where, you know, Roman kind of gets this like he he was hugging Sammy last week and he hugged him and he's kind of smirking at the camera like like that, you know, a little foreshadowing things. So it, it could be that maybe Sammy accidentally wins the Rumble. Right. And then Roman's like, hey, this is perfect. Lay down, lay down for me. And Sammy has a change of heart at the last second. And doesn't lay down, you know. I've heard a lot of people saying saying like they would like mark out if Sami Zayn won a title. I don't know how they would split the titles up at that point, you know. Mm. 
I don't know how they would get it once it's on Sammy, how they're going to get it, but it, it's just a theory I have. I don't know. <clears throat> I just, I don't, I mean, it's going to happen because just the way that, the, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all these news outlets and stuff work, yeah. it's impossible to try to get any, like, surprise appearances. Like, before, you'd be able to pull it off because, you know, nobody, you know, in 2008, nobody knew that John Cena was coming back early. He was He was supposed to be out for, like, six six plus months and this guy came back in three <laughs> yeah. and he came back as number 30. And I was like, I'm watching the paper. I remember watching the Royal rumble saying, I wonder who number 30 is going to be. And Cena comes out and I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Wait a minute. What is this? Yeah. And that's, that's the genuine reaction. I like having at the Royal rumble. Cause you just never know who's going to show up. Yeah. And that could be what they're setting up other superstars <laughs> for too. That's why they could be saying, Oh, Randy might never come back. Yeah. Because he's actually healing and they're like, we want to make sure he gets And I do like the thirty the thirty, like the classic thirty man, but I feel like every once in a while throw throw forty in there. Just just for yeah. fun. Well and also Because there's there's so much good talent that's on the on, on the show and then, you know, like some of the like, you know, of the thirty superstars, realistically what? Maybe eight to ten have a legitimate chance of winning. So that means like 20 people are just kind of in there just for like, you know, for fodder. Like, oh, yeah. here comes Otis at number 12, and oh, he got eliminated. Oh, here. And then him and Gable do a bit where they throw everybody out, and then Gable goes, shoosh. And then somebody comes in and just throws the both of them fucking out. And Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too, especially with the Rumble, is that, you know, I really miss the decent amount of surprises they used to have. Because the past couple of Rumbles, there's only been, like, what, two, maybe one or two surprises? Normally, the women's match has more to fill out the roster and give a little bit of nostalgia. But over time, that nostalgia starts to kind of get stale. Like, okay, cool. I've seen Lita the last four years in a row now. Can I have something new? I don't know if anybody else is out there. You know, throw me a curveball. Throw me something from, you know, NXT or... You know, something something different. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why we love the Royal Rumble, because we always get surprised. A Royal, a, a Royal Rumble. I was <laughs> chewing on my tongue when I said a that. A Royal Rumble? A Royal Rumble. What are you, the priest from the fucking Princess Bride? Yes. Mowage. Mowage. Is what brings us together <laughs> today. I was biting my tongue. My my tongue's still hurting from when I bit it the other day, so I, I felt it sting as I, as the rumble word was coming out. Wumble. So I'm wumble. The wumble. <laughs> Like my dog. I die. I want to watch Royal Wumble. Royal Wumble. Royal Wumble. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I miss those days where there was a lot of classic people coming in. and Same. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a 40 men Royal Rumble. Now, you can't do it with the, with the women, but like having a 40 men's battle royale and just bring bring back 7 to 10. You know, there's plenty of people out there that you can get to make surprise entrances and, and be in, even if they're in the Royal Rumble for a few minutes. Yeah. Just bring them in, have them in there a tiny bit, get them knocked over the top rope. Oh, hey, you know, the nostalgia is there. At least you have that moment of like, wow, I am super surprised that this happened. That's what I miss about the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so I'm looking at uh, a couple of websites right now just to see like what early predictions could be for the Royal Rumble. Okay. For this year, they're saying uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in a rubber match, and Brock's going to win. Okay. These aren't official, by the way. These are just speculation. Speculation, yeah. Um, Gunther to take on Braun Strowman with Ricochet in his corner for the Intercontinental title. Okay. They have Gunther winning. Um, And I think, hold on, is there any more? Hey, there's more. Hold on. <clears throat> um, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight in the 
Mountain Dew Pitch Black Lights Out match. <laughs> that's that's actually one that's happening, I think. Yes, it is. They have Bray Wyatt's winning. Uh, Edge versus Demon Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. Oh. They think they're going to bring back the demon gimmick for, for Finn? Finn? Why not? I mean, That's yeah. his way to... Remember, there was a period of time where, like, Demon Finn Balor came in, and that match lasted maybe five minutes. Yeah. Because he just came in, and he was, like, this unstoppable force, and... But the difference is now is that Finn's a heel. So how are they going to make it... I mean, I guess I can understand maybe, like, um, Edge comes back and takes out the rest of Judgment Day and beats him up. Yeah. And Finn gets all angry and... Could be. You know. So this says, uh, the Men's Royal Rumble Battle Royal. This is the speculation. The Rock will win the Royal Rumble because WrestleMania 39 is in Hollywood of all places this year, and he's already planted seeds for his inevitable WrestleMania feud against Roman Reigns by helping him win the Royal Rumble eight years ago at Royal Rumble 2015. It was at that moment when the bloodline was established, but the tribal chief Hood is still up for grabs. In order for Reigns to complete his storyline as the tribal chief, he must defeat the Rock at Mania 39 to solidify his character. Once he has officially done that, he can lose the title at Mania 40 next year. Oh. So they have The Rock, and then they're picking Rhea Ripley to win the women's because she is the only top heel on Raw who never got her earned title shot from from Money in the Bank 2022, and she already planted the seeds for her inevitable WrestleMania feud against Bel Air when she and Bel Air were the final two in the women's Rumble in 2021. The recent stare down between Ripley and Lynch indicated that those would be the final two, and Ripley will eliminate the former the winner, the, that former winner to win the Rumble. As for the stare down between Ripley and Bel Air, that indicated the WrestleMania title. So, okay, that's from fan sided. So, I mean, yeah, that was a week ago. So, shout out to fan sided for. I mean, that's that's not a bad choice. No, no, definitely not. But it's just it's it's always fun to speculate what's going to happen. Um, I think that's the beautiful part about WWE and why we love it so much. You know, the speculation. Uh, Bleacher Report came out with their predicted match card of the two Royal Rumble matches. The undisputed Universal uh, WWE Universal match between Owens and Roman and Reigns, um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Title, Braun Strowman and Gunther for this Intercontinental Title, and then Raquel versus Ronda. But that's not right because Ronda just lost the title. That is true. So, yeah. so this, that, is, this is this is from November, to be fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it should it, it could also be um, Raquel versus um, Flair. Yeah, but is Charlotte back as a face or a heel? I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, I guess it's going to be deceptive because you know how that is. They come back. She gets a big pop. The following week, she's like, you ants, you maggots, you, you know, you were cheering for me and I can't believe you were cheering for, you know, I don't want you cheering for me, you know, and then all of a sudden she's a heel again, you know, we'll see. (laughs) You never know. It's true. We, uh, we shall see. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of speculation. It's a fun time to be. Wrestling fan now, it is. I really enjoy being a wrestling fan, and I also enjoy the other promotions. I mean, AEW is doing a good job. It's still, I mean, AEW is still kind of wishy washy a little bit, but it they're getting there. I think they've got to hammer out some things. And also on top of that, this upcoming Wednesday, we should be seeing a kind of a new look and a new feel to AEW, from what I understand. I guess apparently there was some. I forget the article that I read, but. Basically, the the new networks are telling AEW, "Hey, you got to change up your look. You got to change this." I guess apparently Tony Khan's going all out to to change it. So we could definitely get some feel, different wrestlers. Instead of two entrance ramps, why not have three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine 
like the elite coming out and like you know uh matt comes out of one yeah and then um nick comes out of the other and kenny comes out of the middle one yeah yeah (laughs) just like hey you need three interest ramps coming out like the three stooges yeah (laughs) i mean or best friends coming out of the three different tunnels or whatever yeah and then orange cassidy just comes out and is like Gives them the thumbs yeah, he up. Yeah, just, just comes out. Like, they, they, they come out, and they're just like... All hype. They're all hype, and they're looking around, and then George Cassidy's like, yeah, what's, what's cool, man? <laughs> I actually don't mind that, because then what you can do is any of your big main solo wrestlers can come out the one middle one. Have that one with the big Titantron and the fireworks and the sparks around them, you know, or whatever goes on with that. You have that as the middle one. And then there's other two ones on the side... For, like, the three-man teams, or even the uh, tag teams, one can come out of one entrance, one can come out of the other. Mm-hmm. You converge in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that would be kind of cool. It would definitely be unique. Yeah. So, I mean, that would that would be something that they're going to be changing the feel and the look of all of it. So, you know, if you're going to do that, might as well do it, do it up, you know? Yes. So. Anyways, we're at about 45 minutes. So, do you want to talk about anything else? I how we got this far is nothing <laughs> short of a miracle. Yeah, we didn't have a ton to talk about, but we, th- um, we talked a lot about wrestling. You have a PS5, as we talked about. We did. Um, we talked about the PS5. We uh, luckily, in the first couple of runs, got ourselves a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So what we so you bought so basically what happened was you bought this big old pack of cards that was like 240 cards or whatever it was i think it's like 250 but yeah 50 but it was a it was a it was a huge pack of hockey cards and i had the idea of why don't you take the cards put them by team we'll spin a wheel whatever name of the team comes up you can pick a player for defense or goalie one player from that team and then we'll build a team that way and we did it and we had to make creative teams because otherwise it's impossible to try. I mean, you, you could do it the other way, but then you mess the rosters all up and it's just easier this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you made your team. I made my team. We played. Was it the first time or the second time? It was the second time, I think, right? For what? That when we drafted and we got the. It was the first time we did it. The first time to the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Yes. No, that was, the, that f- was the second time. Second time because the first time we used the cards that I bought. Oh, you're talking about that. Yeah, if you want right. if we talk if about we're the ones about the cards that I bought where we just opened up packs and we each had a pack of like 25 cards or whatever it was. Yep. And whoever you had in the pack was who you had in your team. That didn't pan out. Yes, yeah. It worked better for you than it did for me because I got stuck with like 20 forwards out of like the 25 cards. Yeah, and you mostly had uh offense I had like, on your I defense. had four forwards playing defense, which is not ideal. Yeah. Um, but we didn't make that one to a Stanley Cup, no. sadly. Then the first one we did when we did it the other way with your cards, we did make the Stanley Cup. And I will say, up until then, you definitely had my number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was pushing. I told you I was pushing. You you had me in the first, what, uh, six games? Uh, Yeah, yeah, first six. First yeah. six or so games. And then something decided to just spin and click for me. And Well, like I told you before. This is my hypothesis, which is that all the players that we had were elite players, which means my thumb was getting so worn out from your speedsters just constantly speeding around me and me trying to defend you. And I had no reprieve from from it, whereas in the normal season, I have reprieve from it because when I'm you got to like say I got Crosby or DeStefano 
and he's trying to go around somebody like oh, I don't know, uh, eighty five, like a, yeah, an eighty four or an eighty five. I'm going to blow right past them, and I have more opportunities to kind of score. And cross crease? Cross uh, crease? Uh, cross crease, too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's that. And, you know, and like I said, my thumb by the the second game mm-hmm. was almost shot. And so, we, <laughs> so we had our each regular season games. Um, you won in your building. I finally broke the streak, and I won in my building. Mm-hmm. So we simulate to the end. We get to the finals. We're like, okay, let's do this. Um, you had home ice advantage because you had the better record. You had the president's trophy for best best regular season. Yeah. Um, I had a two nothing lead going into the third period of the first game. You got some. Uh, I had a couple of unfortunate penalties, and you had a couple of fortunate power plays towards the end of the game. Yeah. And the lead went from two nothing, and I lost three two. Because I took two penalties back to back to give you a five on three, you scored on both of those, and you won the first game. And I was like, okay, I I told myself I need to just win one game in his building, and then I'll be okay. And we go to the second game, and I think I shut you out. Was it three nothing? Three nothing, yeah. Yeah. Then we get to the third game, and I had a lot of confidence just because you hadn't won in my building yet, and I won four one. Four one, yeah. In the third game, then I won six one in the fourth game, but you were just past your. I was past my limit, my thumb. You were past your limit, and you were just, every little thing was going in on you, and you were just like, this is ridiculous. Um, both of our goaltenders, I had Vasilevsky, you had Sorokin, they played out of their mind. Oh, yeah. A lot of those games should have been like 7-6 in, you know, 8-5 or whatever, and they the credit to the goalies to keep it close with all that skill on the ice, as you said. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're coming at me with a squad of, you know, uh, McDavid... Uh, who else did you have? You had McDavid, Panarin, uh, Panarin, Stefano, your guy, Stefano, uh, Patrick Kane, Kane. Like you had you had a roster and a half, and then obviously I counterbalanced that with McKinnon, myself, McKinnon, um, Crosby. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players, there was a lot of skill all over the ice. I mean, the lowest that we had on our fourth lines was like 97 overalls. Like no, it wasn't that. We had one like 94. I'm sorry. Uh, 84. 80, 84s and 85s. I had 85s on my fourth line. Yeah, you had one 85 and then two 87s. Right. And then I had like an 80, I had three 87s yeah. on my uh, my fourth line. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was pretty crazy to even have that. We don't get that that often. And they were like all-star teams. So. so I, I, eh. And then, and then uh, you know, I said, I kept trying to tell you, I said, the series isn't over yet. And. I had to battle back and forth with you to get to overtime in uh, game five where I had a chance to win it all and took double overtime and little old me, my creative player that I made, he scored and won in overtime and yeah, you were, I know part of you was upset because you don't like to lose and you didn't want to lose the series, but the other part of you was like, thank God my thumb is just, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm and I had a really bad night after that, I, I will admit, because I, my thumb was hurting so bad that from the tips of my fingers all the way to my uh, my shoulder, the, all the muscles were spasming and like cramping um, and twitching, and I couldn't get it to stop. So I took a muscle relaxer and put some ice on it and kind of helped. I'm okay right now. My thumb's still sore because we played a couple of games today, but you know it it was tough. I will admit having that amount of skill players on on your team trying to keep up with you, I, it was almost damn near impossible. <laughs> I was trying so hard. What? Nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. 
You'll see it later. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, that's how our hockey night went. So hey, you still have Uno and Dice. I do have Uno and I have Dice. And I am Yahtzee and stuff. Yahtzee. I'm pretty. I'm pretty good with most card or or. Uh, I get really lucky with board games and dice pretty, games. Are you pretty good with a bow staff? I'm pretty good with a bow staff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Napoleon. Yeah. But I uh, I will say I got to give you your props. I got to give you respect. As much as you like to tease me for it, you you did beat me. You beat me out on the Stanley Cup. So. As I called it out to you, I said in the regular season – you play like the Tampa Bay Lightning, and when the playoffs come, you play like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah, that is extremely accurate. Uh, during the regular season, I can dominate. It's it's when the Stanley Cup playoffs come, and it's a, it, like you said, it's it's a marathon. You know, mm-hmm. you have seven games potentially. Mm-hmm. So that that first one, me trying to come back from that, wore my thumb out, and then after that, I couldn't recuperate. No. So I got to give you mad respect for that. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, my thumbs were good to go. My thumb was a little bit sore because when you're using your left hand, you have to tap on the left thumbstick to skate faster. Yeah. But aside from that, it also helps when you have two new controllers that don't have defects like the other ones do. So you're trying to slam on it. And it doesn't work. So you have to slam harder. Yeah. So. Yeah. Having the new controllers, having the new PS5 system with the. You you're know, right, too. The feel is much better, too. Yeah. The feel, the grip is much better. Um, still didn't help my thumb, though. Like you said, it's that pressing that the the left trigger constantly. That's what was getting my thumb and my carpal tunnel going, like all inflamed because I'm just going like this the whole time, going like this, this, that. It's just all over the place. Well, hopefully we'll have another Stanley Cup, and hopefully it'll fare better for you in the future. As long as we don't have all stars, maybe. I'm I'm I made. I already told you that I traded for my team prior to this recording, and I'm pretty happy with what I have. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you did. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a heads up now. These players may not be the highest overall players, but a lot of my bottom six players are fast. Well, of course. <laughs> and I don't mind that they're fast. I have no problem with that. It's all the skills added up together when you have all-stars like oh, that. Yeah. So, yes, you the, may be fast. It, it's the X factors. That's what you're talking and about. And the X factors. Well, not even just that, but if you look at it, somebody who's like an 83 or an 84 overall, but they're fast, doesn't have some of the skill sets in other areas to right, but that seemed to be my Achilles heel with the superstar teams because I was getting <clears throat> like like I was not using my fourth line because they were not necessarily slower, but their skills were a little bit lower. So I just kept rolling out my top three lines because that's where all the the skill was. And then if I had to throw out the fourth line, it was like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah, no, and I get that. <laughs> I just think that it's it's a, a, a tough situation when, the, like you said, the the fourth line having like pretty much all star capabilities against any one of my lines is a matchup it's still a matchup so whereas if we're playing a season we just do the draft like we normally do your lines of like 83 82 whatever it is fourth liners my my the stefanos and crosby's are going to be able to blow past them and i'm going to have more chances so it kind of like even like it, it's I, still I, I know you haven't seen my team yet but i'm going to give you a heads up of what my top six is uh, my first line, I believe, is Ovechkin, McKinnon, and Panarin. Oh, no, Tarasenko. Oh, wow. Ovechkin, McKinnon, Tarasenko. My second line is Hall, Stamkos, and myself. Oh, okay. All right. Hall is a cheat code. <laughs> Why? Because he's, he's good, but he's so cheap? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
That's that is the one advantage you have when you do the trades we have to do is if you get to go first, you get your run of the mill of any team. Once I make my trades, you can do any other team except for my team, which in this case I'm Washington right now. So Yeah. And you did win the Stanley Cup, so you got to go first. So it is what it is. I'm gonna try to make my best trades I can and hopefully I'll be able to match your team. Hopefully. Um so first off, thank you for listening, as always. We are uh the Wiki Case Podcast. This is a shout out also to uh, Emily. No, not Emily. Megan. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> You're cheating on Megan with Emily? Oh, and you just admitted it on air. <laughs> oh, I'm Lord. sorry you, hear to, you had to hear that, Megan. I'm sorry. You know what? Megan hasn't responded in weeks. So yeah. at some point, you got to just move on. <laughs> <laughs> so you, now you're moving to an Emily? Mem- Megan, Emily, Ashley, whatever the Whatever your name is. <laughs> I'm just looking for a girl who's into sports, maybe plays fantasy football, is local, and wants to take a chance on a recently divorced dad of two. I'm sure there are plenty my of kids. Listen, my kids, it may, they're a delight. They are a delight. He can vouch for me on this. They are a delight. I love your kids. My kids are awesome. They're kind of well. They're not really like your kids. They're not like they're not your kids, but they're kind of. Yeah, I'm Uncle Kyle. Right. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Uh. So sorry. It's okay. Megan. Megan. Colin's gonna get a laugh out of that one. <laughs> He's gonna get a good <laughs> laugh out of that one. I hope that made you laugh, Colin. Megan or Emily, give us a call seven seven four seven six four nine zero seven four. And um, while you're while you're calling, you can also try to find us streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Deezer, and wherever else you can get all major podcasts, as well as YouTube. You can email us at thewickedks at gmail.com. The website is www.thewickedks.com. Socials, your Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter, Twitter at thewickedks. Um, and again, for those of you who did not hear the first time, it's the phone number is uh, 774-764-9074. Please leave us a voicemail, text message. No spam. No spam. No solicitors. No solicitors. But just give us a call, Megan or Emily. And thank you for listening to the Wicked Case Podcast. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, also, we have uh, Patreon if you'd like to you know, join our Patreon. $3 a month. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash Wicked KS. Yep. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes. Just help us out. Just help us out. We're not looking for anything crazy. Trying. You, you know, we'll... We will obviously give you a special shout out every time we do the show because you'll be the inaugural, you know. Yeah. And, at least until it gets to the point where there's too many people subscribing. And then at that point, we're we're still going to try to shout you out as much as we can. Yeah. You know. But we're, we're we're working on getting things, doing new things for the new year. We talked about that um last week in the New Year's episode. You kind of talked about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to start doing some new things, changing it up a little bit too. And here's something for you. Me. That I haven't talked to. I, it was just a thing in my head that I want to start doing. Oh boy! But well, I want to see if you're maybe into it too. Is maybe do some online, not online gaming, but like playing video games, recording it, and then putting it up as part of like the podcasting on the YouTube, um, or not even like a podcasting, but maybe a separate part of our YouTube channel. Um, so they'd still hear our voices, you know, but they would see us playing some games. We. I'll say this much. That's fine. I have no problem with that. However, and I didn't talk about this, and I didn't even think about it until now before we end the show. 
you recording me on Saturday for that Michigan football game would have been gold. Oh, yeah. What a range of emotions this guy went through. Yeah. yeah. From Went from, you know, I would say a little more than cautiously optimistic. I was like, this team's going to do fine. They're not going to have any trouble. You know, even if we, you know, we don't play well in the first half, we're always a second half team, which they were. The problem was, is they gave up way too many points and had to keep digging themselves out of holes, which they almost did. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they lost to, I guess, I I wouldn't necessarily say a better team, but what I will say is a team that executed better and limited their mistakes. Yes, I would agree with you on that because they weren't definitely weren't the better team coming into it but they certainly executed a lot better no i mean this was a team that yeah they didn't win their conference championship game they lost in overtime but they still were in and i was obviously happy about this position that michigan was put in i was like okay tcu shouldn't be too much of a problem we'll take them out and then we'll either get you know um ohio state or uh georgia and i will say this i mean obviously you know georgia tcu is probably not the final that you necessarily want coming up for the national championship, but college football got two pretty gnarly games out of it because Michigan almost came from behind multiple times and almost won late. You okay there? Trying to yawn. Big yawn. And uh, had um, Ohio State's kicker not completely shank a field goal to win the to, to you know lose them the game, Ohio State could have went in. You could have had TCU and Ohio State, which would have just thrown the world on its head. And I have seen a lot of people out there that have called the shitty the the the, the shitty officiating. <laughs> I, that have called the officiating out for being as bad as it was. And, you know, every time that, you know, there's bad calls that go towards your team, you're automatically labeled a homer or, you know, you're biased towards one side. But when there are other teams and other fans from other teams that are saying that officiating was kind of ridiculous, like, you know, how is that Michigan catch not a touchdown? How is that play at the end not targeting? Like, yeah. Um, I think it was Colin, and I'll shout out Colin to this, who made it, who, who basically said, or someone, it may have not have been calling, it may have been somebody else, but somebody had said there should be a national group of referees for like the bigger games. Like they have, because obviously they, the SEC has their own, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac 12, all these conferences, these, ma- these mega conferences have their own sets of officials. And then these other officials are supposed to officiate other teams in these big games, where if they just have like the NFL has, where it's just, you know, one like, one group or whatever of officials, those are the officials that call the games. I understand that's difficult in college football because there's hundreds of games that are always played because of all the different teams. So you can't have all these kinds of officials. And, but I think there at least should be a core group that calls major games that don't have any affiliation with any conferences at all. They should just be a group dedicated to that. Right. Just a hell bring in NFL officials. If they oh, know NFL, yeah. maybe they should know college, too. Yeah, I mean, they're almost the same rules. There's only a couple that are different, you know? Right, I mean, yeah. The same, the same rules similarly apply to either one. For the most part, I mean, some rules are, you know, older NFL rules, and some rules have just been college rules, like the one-foot-out-of-bound rule. Yeah. So, you know. Which caught me by surprise, because I didn't know that, that you could do that. Yep, you can only need one foot inbounds to make a catch. I was under the impression that when you catch a football, if no one's around you, you have to be touched down like you do in the NFL. That is not the case. If you go down, you are down. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate for Michigan, because there were two separate, <laughs> two separate plays in that game where they had an interception and nobody was around him, but he was called down. And then there was another play, obviously, the touchdown that was not called a touchdown, which... 
was that the definitive end of the, the you know difference maker in the game? Not necessarily, but it changes how you play the game because now you're playing your style of game. But yeah. So you know. That being said, again, thanks for listening. Check us out on our socials, on our websites, all that good stuff. The phone number, as you know, is seven seven four seven six four nine zero seven four. Um, you know, hope everybody has a uh, a good New Year's. Um, you know. Be good to each other out there, as always. Peace and love. Let's get wicked. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got, too. Wicked pisser. <laughs>